change up the dinosaur, Daddy. Oh my God, that tastes so good. Hello, hello, and welcome to Bitecast, the podcast serving up the freshest and tastiest of food-related banter. Please take a seat and grab a drink as you are in for a treat. I'm your head chef for this evening and can be often found raiding pantries or on the socials of Brendan 8-Bit. And my sous chef on this episode is one talented son of a gun. Not content with being an absolute dynamo at designing and illustrating, he's also be found smashing the skins in the band Liz Dexic. And hosting the musical podcast, Take My Tone, you can find him on the socials at Precise Path. Simon Blackburn, welcome to the kitchen. What's cooking, my friend? What's cooking is most likely a lot of sweet treats uh, as we dig into my my very much my likes and, and guilty pleasures and lots of lots of tasty tasty talk coming your way. I'm very excited and very much looking forward to some tasty talk. But before maybe we jump into that, maybe did you want to give the listeners a bit of backstory, some some plugs? Where can they find you? What's worth checking out? The uh, the kitchen is yours. Before we uh, get hands on with these ingredients. Okay, so as we are prepping for this episode, uh, yeah, basically I've just uh, relaunched my music discovery podcast, Take My Tone. Uh, it's prior to prior to relaunching it, had about seventy two episodes. But basically, the gist of it is, it's myself and a different guest. Uh, each episode, we take one song each and give it to the other, and basically, it's a compare and contrast and a really great way to put yourself in a situation where you would listen to music that you normally wouldn't. And it was very much a way for me to stress test my uh, appreciation and and exploration of different genres. So myself, I'm much more up the alley of your, your, of your metal and, and hard rock and things like that. Um, and yeah, 72 episodes in plus a bunch of specials, it's been uh, an excellent listening experience and learning too as uh, yeah, people that are passionate about certain artists then uh, yeah in turn kind of like that can give me a bit more of like the background story that I don't know or would not normally check out about like this pop artist this rapper whatever it is um, so yeah it's it, it's fun it's short sort of half hour type deal and um, yeah I'm, I'm keen that I'm uh, kicking it off again and it's uh, coming back to the feeds uh, on a regular basis in February so um, yeah look out for that hell yeah and yeah you can you can find take my tone at take my tone on the Twitter sphere, and obviously be sure to rate me, subscribe that, and uh, yeah, hook that RSS feed into your ears. But um, on the topic of Take My Tone, what's been your most pleasant surprise as far as doing that song share or song exchange? What's what's the one artist or the one track that really blew you away as far as, yeah, this is so far out of left field as far as my usual listening tastes, but you couldn't get enough of it? I feel like it's more when it comes to stuff that is either prominently electronic or like in a synth pop kind of uh, kind of channel that I would normally, it's not so much write off, but it's like I have a real affinity for real instruments, real bands, real takes and stuff. And obviously the further we push into the into future, the further people uh, exploring electronic stuff or, or completely composing electronically. And, and I feel like I, come in with a bit more of the assumption of just like oh that's uh, maybe that's a bit more like the easy way out or it's it's easy to get it sounding great because it's like pre-existing samples and midi and stuff whereas what 
through the podcast, being introduced to bands like Churches and that has really given me a great appreciation for the band style approach to stuff that is predominantly uh, composed electronically, as well as using the technology to your advantage, but not in a cheat way, not in like, I'm just going to auto-tune my way out of this or anything, but like subtly placing and layering and use of effects. Same with stuff like Billie Eilish, um, you know, that I really got into as well. Um, And I think overall it seems to be, um, I've been sort of pitched more more like female-led vocals and things like that which has become such a dominant part of, of my regular listening now, anyway, whether that's in metal or, or beyond, um, as well as playing in a band that uh, had a, a female singer too. So that in itself, not that in my mind, not that you should, I guess, really judge something as to whether it's, it's male or female or whatever, but I guess the idea is having forged my love of music in very much a male-dominant sort of thing, uh, this is this is just kind of like opened up my mind even further. Um, let alone even looking at someone giving me you know something jazz based or whatever. Um, so yeah, pl- plenty to love. Uh, still, you still get the moments where you screw up your nose, you know, and and, and and you ride through it. I have been changed on certain things. I have been changed, but there are some that I just uh, like you. You know that you it's it's just not yeah, working. It's, for it's never going to be for you. <laughs> but you're doing it for the art and you're doing it for the podcast. So, uh, yeah, you know, you, you got to admire that uh, that work ethic to push through some of those tracks that might not, uh, you know, tickle tickle the pickle as, as usual. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the way these singular one-shot Bytecast episodes work is we've got four primary topics uh, and you've been vetted. You 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 know these, these topics or these questions we're going to be covering. But after the first two, I've got a range um, of shoot from the hip questions. You don't know those. Ooh. You haven't any time to prepare. But uh, as that, that segment's called, shoot from the hip, we just want you to, yeah, shoot true, shoot from the heart and, and, and tell us uh, your responses uh, without trying to overthink things. But uh, yeah, listeners, we're going to try and get this through to you guys in 30 minutes or less, um, as is tradition with pizza delivery and, and audio-based delivery in this instance. <laughs> if it doesn't happen, it just means the episode's free, so you've got nothing to lose. So yeah, let's uh, let's jump into topic one. And this question or topic is, what food-related item or dish would you compare yourself to and why? The banana split. It's, okay. It's, okay. It's, it's lanky. It's intriguingly odd to look at. Um, it's, it's wacky, but it also makes sense at the same time. Um, it's generally not considered an acquired taste, but it's also definitely not for everyone. Um, it's confident in the right conditions. So a banana split needs a particular temperature. Uh, it needs clean, symmetrical presentation, and it shouldn't be overdressed. Um, and so if I were my version like of a classic banana split that I would be happy to represent myself with would have the strawberry sauce, the Neapolitan ice cream, light on the cream and sprinkles instead of nuts. That's fantastic. That is that is perfect. And I love that you've given this a good amount of thought because that is one of the best responses I've had so far. And yeah, <laughs> banana splits, they're delicious. And I think you've you've perfectly sort of uh, described the experience not only of, of consuming a banana split, but I guess also maybe meeting and interacting with yourself here and there as far as some of those positive traits and, and quirks. You mentioned the Neapolitan ice cream. As a, as a little aside, how, what do you rate it? Like, what do you tier that strawberry, chocolate, vanilla? What's what's your uh, preference? Strawberry, chocolate, then vanilla. 
Okay. That's that seems to be the, the the consistent. I'd flip the chocolate and the vanilla around, but yeah, strawberry top of the pops, vanilla, and then chocolate, a very distant third for me. But, That's uh, super interesting because <laughs> usually it would typically be growing up in the family household, the Neapolitan, you pull it out of the freezer and it's just the vanilla left over. That's how it was uh, for, for me anyway. <laughs> Yeah, now my uh, my mother and sister were savages with it. Now big chocolate fiends, so they were always fighting for the chocolate. I'm like, that's fine. I'll I'll take the rest. Let's go. <laughs> so I was uh, I was a very happy boy. And uh, moving on to topic number two here, Simon. What's your guilty pleasure or pleasures if you've got multiple? Well, it's it's interesting because I, I I was thinking about this. It's like I'm kind of happy to sort of say anything that I've been eating or thinking about eating. I guess the guilty part probably comes into it in the sense of that it's not healthy for you. Um, that's probably about it. But always my go-tos in the sense of um, if I'm ducking home into the shops on uh, on the way back from work, and you might just go go past that confectionery aisle. It's very likely I'll pick up licorice all sorts or a Kit Kat chunky. Oh, two fantastic selections, by the way. Kit Kat Chunkies are such an underrated chocolate bar. It's And it's crazy how the Chunky just changes the experience. Like, I'll eat a Kit Kat in any form, all varieties, but the Chunky, it just feels like value for money. You go yes. there and they got them on special for a dollar and you're like, it'd be criminal not to. 100%. And then, <laughs> like, as you said, all the varieties, like the, I really love the uh, the mint Kit Kat chunky oh, they yes. did and the cookies and cream one they did. Like, get out of here. So nice. There's, it's, I think it's the thickness of the chocolate that makes it. Like, like, I don't want an overload chocolate, but that, that thickness to wafer ratio is just, and it's actually, it's got a bit of the snap in it, you know, and, yeah. and, and I'm the type of person that doesn't want my chocolate refrigerated. And, but like, it's not like I want it. I don't want it melting, but there's this perfect point for a, for a Kit Kat for me where it still has the snap, but it has the taste. I feel like if chocolate is too cold, it loses the taste. I am right there with you. Like these are these heathens that like to have their chocolate in the fridge, where <laughs> especially with any type of chocolate that's got like a gooey center oh, that just immediately gets teeth. hardened in the fridge and it <laughs> sucks, but they love it and I don't understand. Dentists around the world are loving it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're shaking their heads going, yeah, you bunch of sickos. I think something else uh, that I, I'm very guilty, guilty pleasure in the way that I it's very hard for me to stop myself from eating it if it is presented is any form of sweet pastries or bakery goods. So Ooh, I'm talking okay. profiteroles, jam donuts, croissants, cookies. Like it's bakeries have it and, and or those bakery sections of a Woolies or whatever have it. And it's just like... I mean, you, you, you know, it's you know, it's straight up. There's very, very little health quality inside it. But <laughs> yeah. I, I'm buying lunch. I'm like, I'm just going to slap a jam donut in there. Okay, I don't care. It's covered in sugar. It doesn't matter. I'll, I'll, I'll walk it off. In yeah, you got to treat yourself yeah, sometimes. Exactly. You know, <laughs> life is short. You know, live, live free and, and live happily. And so, if you were to walk into a bakery now, what is your go-to grab? Like, if if they had everything you could imagine in a standard bakery, what's what's your usual go-to order in that regard? Um, it's basically going to be some form of some form of like apple-filled pastry. Okay. Uh, so whether whether it's whether it's one of their nice apple pies or like the one that's just like you can see the the folds over and it's got like hardened sugar on top, or as I said mentioned before, it's got to be the jam donut. I don't think I've ever had a bad one. So I, I love a good jam donut. Like growing up as a kid, all I ever knew was the the, the Sarah Lee microwave versions that just become <laughs> lava bombs. But once I got to experience good fresh ones 
out of a bakery that didn't burn my esophagus trying yes. to eat them. <laughs> it's just such a better experience. And they're so simple, but they're just perfect. And I, I feel like the bakery, at least all the ones I've got, they nail, they give you a good size and they nail the jam to donut ratio. Like the, there's, there's, the jam is so sweet inside it, but it's just like this like cavernous exploration of love but at the same time, not to the level that you end up with like, you know, jammy fingers. It's like you, you can you can attack it. It is sizable, but it is also considering yeah, how messy messy it could be, um, they usually work out. They've nailed that structural integrity. And that, that's key on any type of like gooey inside base treat. You need to be able to eat around it and not worry that it's gonna blow out the back onto your hands <laughs> or into your face like it's 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 key as far as that uh that science and uh happy to hear your local uh bakery has uh nailed that because yes. it's a craft that many attempt and, and rarely succeed at so uh all right that that gets topic one and two out of the way so let's move into this so we're going to shoot from the hip uh we're not going to ask questions later i'm going to ask the questions right now but simon the first one how do you have your coffee um, now, are we talking from a machine or instant? We could go either, like whether you wanted to, like a barista made, or, or I guess what's your go-to coffee order or favorite okay. coffee order? So if I'm just going out to cafe, I'll just get the standard um, standard cappuccino uh, and yes, one sugar. That's fine. They, they, it's usually it's 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 simple. It's usually dependable. Uh, I'm not too fast with cafe orders. I'm very specific with the the work coffee machine. It's just the one where you got to set the set. It's got the beans. You set the the um the the strength, the amount of milk, and then froth and stuff like that. Now I'm very much the opposite to a lot of people. A lot of people work like the very the very milky, the very frothy, and somewhat weakened coffee. I get in there and I'm like, max out that strength, drop the volume down to like 40 mil, and then give it like two seconds of milk. And it's just like a straight up, you drink that shit as fast as possible um, and then you're into it. You feel like it's done its job. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a heart starter. Yeah, that's it. God, that's, that sounds good. I, I love a good a strong coffee. I'm, yeah, I'm a short black or a long black guy typically or a little splash of milk if I need to, to break down some of that bitterness if it is a bit too strong. But yeah, coffee. <laughs> just on the coffee thing, I'm very much discovered that I thought I'd be into it, but I'm not a cold brew person. I tried the cold brews. Uh, various versions of it, whether it's the Starbucks branded or one that's made or whatever. I don't know. There's, I like the strength of coffee, but there's something about trying to overcome the mental image of a uh, an ashtray that has somehow submerged into a deep <laughs> pool or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's also like like if I want a cold coffee, I'll get an iced coffee. Break it down with a bit of milk. I don't need to see it go through seventeen beakers and apparati to, to make it, you know, a theatrical event. Just, just give me a shot of coffee with some water and milk and ice, and let's go. That's it. Yeah, I'm a man of simple taste. So the next uh, shoot from the hip. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Choc mint. Choc mint. Mm. Choc okay. mint. Like I love so many different flavors of ice cream, and. It's very rare. I mean, maybe stuff like your pistachio and that I'm not too hot on or your rum and raisin I'm actually not too hot on. But when it comes to either like straight away, if I think there's something I'm going to love, it's going to be chop mint. Chop mint does not let me down. Um, I, yeah. I, I love berry-based things. I love chopped berry. I love straw, all that sort of stuff. But I know that 
Chopmin is pretty much like it's I could go anywhere in the world and order it and it's going to be good. It's it's funny because a lot of people are a bit anti-mint in a lot of sweets and yep. it really upsets me because it's such a great flavor in comparison to your standard stock chocolates and caramels and all that. Like it just hits different and it hits great. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, the next question in Shoot from the Hip. What's your, like, explain to me your ideal or dream piece of Vegemite toast. So we're talking the bread, the butter, the amount of Vegemite. Uh, if you're looking down and this is the greatest piece of Vegemite toast you've ever seen, what would it look like? Do not kick me off this podcast. <laughs> but the one food I hate the most out of wow. anything is the Australian death paste. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's great. The thing is, there's a little bit of a backstory to this. So as a kid, I was just like any other kid uh, from young age, primary school and that, who would have the sandwiches, have the toast and stuff. I feel like what happened is I overdid it one day and then that must have just triggered something where it's like suddenly I hated the smell. I hated the look. And then I, I actually really developed quite a phobia of it. Like if people would have it in the same room as me, I'd leave... Like all that sort of stuff, I couldn't touch the jar. Still now, it's like I will, you know, like I will, but I'll make sure the lid's closed and stuff like that. If my kids ask for it, I'm really like, "Are you sure you don't want peanut butter? Are you sure you don't like?" <laughs> and it's it's very bizarre that even to from around the age of year four, so I'm talking like '96 to now when I'm 34, and I still haven't overcome it to the point that I have eaten it or want to. It's, it's just a very bizarre thing because that hasn't happened to me with any other type of food. Wow. You, you must have had a bad experience. Like you must have spread that <laughs> sucker thick. Because that's the thing. Less is more with Vegemite. So I can yeah. understand if like you yeah. see these people like eating spoons of it for, oh, no. for fun. And I'm like, you guys are psychopaths. You take that and make it eating Nutella straight out of the jar. I'm on board because that's a completely yeah. different thing. That is a, that is a dessert experience. Uh, this, however, is very strong, very beefy, very very you know what you know what it's about. And even when I was eating it, it was very much uh, a less is more scenario. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, God, yeah. Well, it just means more Vegemite for the rest of us. So yeah, it's never it. a bad thing, right? <laughs> All right. The next question: Coke or Pepsi? I'm not strongly in either camp, but okay. I, f I feel like. Coke probably, Coke probably has the advantage only in the sense that I feel like it has it has a bit more attack. It has a bit more presence to it. I feel like Pepsi's got a good flavor, but sometimes Pepsi comes off as being semi-flat to, to, to me. Um, that being said, I'm not a huge soft drink drinker nowadays anyway. Um, that's more from a sense of just the carbonation doesn't really agree with me. But back in the day, I actually wasn't Coke or Pepsi. I was Fanta, ride or die. Oh, Really? Really? That's interesting. Like I've had uh, a couple of guests on the pod now uh, be very, very pro in the Fanta camp, which is surprising. Like I'm not a big orange soda guy. Like I'll I'll stab somebody for a good can of Coke. But like <laughs> if someone said, "Do you want a glass of water or a glass of Fanta?" I'd I'd probably I like take the water. Like nothing against the Fanta, but like I love orange related flavors. But just I don't know what it is. Fizzy drink and an orange just doesn't gel for me. But uh, that's interesting. Mm, I think interesting. I think once you start drinking alcohol, and I'm very much into the like my drinks are, in my mind, good beers. However, wants who, who wants to define that now? Some people say I'm 
crafty wanker and some people say why can't you drink an export like the rest of wa do but <laughs> that's my focus that's my appreciation that's my my love from a drink perspective so i don't get to spend much time with your your cokes and all that sort of stuff these days but i do very much have a newfound appreciation for water because as you'd realize the more you drink alcohol the more that water is your savior 110 percent. yeah that is that is a, a big big tip and piece of advice that every listener needs to carry with them forever whether you're <laughs> boozing or not try and get your minimum two liters a day because it's going to make a world of difference so Absolutely. uh the final question in shoot from the hip it's a two-parter so I'll, I'll explain it to you so i would like to know what's your favorite fast food chain and we're, we're talking something that might have a national footprint or that's that's world renowned we don't want to know about the local kebab shop because it's hard for people i guess to connect and understand mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. following on from that question is what is your go-to order from said fast food chain uh i have an undying love for mcdonald's um i was i it was my first job at uh, when i finished school I very much was friends with other people that worked at the other competing chains like HS and KFCs. And it was actually the cleanliness, knowing the behind the scenes cleanliness of McDonald's that sold me more on it. Like knowing that I could go there and I felt like that I knew that at least at my local one, that that manager, the drill sergeant that he is, actual ex-army dude, whatever, he had that down pat, right? Like he, we had like the fastest uh, um, drive-through times in WA and all this other stuff. And then you go into your HJs and there's like smoke billowing out the top and it smells like something <laughs> burnt. And then there's like, and the KFC was just like walking into a grease wall. That being said, I have appreciations for all of them. I just actually had KFC today, but I know that at least for me, I, I just have that dependability um, on Macca's. I know what my limit is. I'm not going to go there every day. I, 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 Particularly once you tip 30, I feel like you're really trying to make a bit smarter choices with... with you learn your limits pretty quickly once you pass 30. <laughs> My God, it's it's a hard lesson to learn because you want to consume that stuff like as often as possible, but you realize it, it ain't going to get you very far. Yeah, and to the point that now, um, which may, may tip into some sort of food habit thing, but may, maybe not, but with this, I'm actually more a... I'm not ordering the meal anymore. Um, I'm going there and I'm ordering just the burger or the pack of nuggets or whatever. And then I've got my, I've, I've walked there with my bottle of water or there's a bottle of water back at work, you know, yep, that type yep. of thing. So then I, then I feel like not, I don't have that after that post Macca's let down of what have I just done to myself? You're a, you're a stronger man than me. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I'm, I'm a grazer. Like I eat small and often I don't eat big and spread out. So yeah, I, yeah. I can actually get by by that because from the start of work up until that lunchtime, I've already had like two or three snacks, you know, and your coffee. Like that's how I roll. So I can kind of get away with that. But yeah, my go-to order is probably going to be the classic Angus. Um, and I actually, recently, I actually take the, the aioli component out of it. Okay. Reasons why? Two risk factors. Uh, sometimes when you order it, you might get someone that's a bit heavy-handed with it, and I don't like oversourced burgers. And also, the majority of the fat component is in those creamy sauces. Um, and so I feel like that little bit of, oh, hey, I made the healthy choice by taking out the the creamy sauce, and then I've got like 
it, it's almost uh, it, it it accentuates the salad component and i think because i love yep, sa- yep. i love salad so it's just like that and the thick patty and that it, it works for me um that being said i'd happily order a uh, a 24 pack of nuggets and sat <laughs> and tell myself i'm not going to eat them all because I'm trying to get the better deal because you know, there's that weird price bracket where a 20-pack costs more than you know, whatever. They're playing weird games. It's, it's somewhat of a food hack, like you know, ordering hack. But again, I'll say I won't and then you start walking and eating and then you look down and it's not – they're gone. Some Someone yeah. stole it without me. Look, I don't know how that Sons happens. Sons of but, bitches. Um, how dare they? Yes. Yes. So I'm I'm either that or yeah, the classic nuggets with sweet sour. Yeah, I can't go past that. Yeah, and you can't beat the sweet and sour sauce with nuggets. It's just hand and glove. You know, they just go together yes. and it just fits and it works and it's delicious. All right, so we're going to jump back into the the primary topics and we've got two to go and topic 3 is what's your weird food habit or habits if you've got multiple? I do have multiple, but one that I always think of that my friends find funny, which I feel like would probably happen with more people than I realize is I must complete the popcorn before the movie starts. Yeah, we've um I think we've had some some banter on on Twitter about this. I hoover my popcorn big time yes. before the movie as well. Like I don't often finish the whole thing because I'll usually buy a, a large or a, some <laughs> obnoxious bucket, but I'll put a huge dent in my popcorn where there'll be little left once those opening credits hit. Yeah, so for me it's like I strategically order the like the medium at most. Again, as I'm saying, the whole grazer thing and knowing, knowing that I can smash it out and I've had said popcorn at its peak freshness because popcorn doesn't yeah. retain the heat very well, that sort of stuff, as well as I then don't have my own popcorn chewing noises in my ears affecting the viewing experience. Because I I very much have misophonia being that like the idea of hearing chewing noises that actually brings out feelings of hatred and anger <laughs> within this like it's an actual condition um and so it's kind of like well if, if i can at least feel like i'm doing my part by taking that out um then really i just got to try and put out those people like do the p- packet crinkle or do the whatever nearby you to the point that like there's been some points where i've had to shift seats uh because of it but because some people don't give a shit. No, they're they don't. just like ripping and tearing their candy bags and rooting through their popcorn, or they're brought in outside food and they're making a sandwich or something. Like they do not care. One of my peak memories of that was, you know, uh, what is the? Because because you're previously a Brisbane guy, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, so I I, I grew up there before I moved to WA and uh, El Dorado. You know, in Indrapilly, El Dorado. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a dude walked in with legit the entire tray and a full, complete with cutlery roast dinner. And he, <laughs> what a and he was and, and he was told that he's not allowed in, and he completely flipped it and he threw the entire back angled, almost like you know Walter White throwing the the pizza up, and this oh. entire gravy peas and everything, and it hit the wall and slid down, <laughs> and he just took off. That poor roast meal, like that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best roast you've ever had, but you rarely get bad roast. And yeah, El Dorado, yeah. they did it pretty well. They did it pretty well. Yeah. I liked a bit of roast pork or roast lamb from those guys. <laughs> it was Gosh. it was hilarious. Yeah. Um. So Gosh. that's 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 one habit which um I feel like yeah we we share that in common. Um. I mentioned the thing to do this not so much a habit but that bit more of a trend within myself of taking some of those sauces out of the burgers. One thing I do religiously. So when it comes to bacon, cooking bacon at home, um, I, I never order the long strip bacon. I always order short, uh, uh, always buy shortcut. 
And yep, before yep. I, before myself, not for anyone else in the household because they don't care, I cut the fat off with scissors. Oh, okay, so the rind and the fat's gone, and you've just it's, got it, the it's eye. gone, and I've just got because I it's it must be something about that 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 cleanliness factor or there's something to do with that within myself where it's like i just want to remove that um that being said i, I i'd go get you know baking muffin from Macca's. i don't remove it then it's kind of like it, it's it's done but if i have the opportunity then i go ahead and do that specifically scissors are not using a knife for that I'll just tick, 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 tick. yeah yeah you weren't uh, caught out when you were working at Macca's back in the day doing the breakfast shift and cutting the, <laughs> cutting the rind and the fat off the bacon and egg muffins for customers were you yeah, the old Scissor Simon, that's what they called me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds a bit more like a, a, a porn name, but anyway. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not going to judge. It could be a Maccas-themed video. Who knows? <laughs> you and Birdie out there getting crazy? <laughs> that's it, that's it. Um, I also like, which this following on from that theme, this actually kind of sounds a bit sexual. I also like eating a cucumber straight. Um, just chomping so on it like, just a, straight like up. a carrot? Yep, yep. I'll, I'll, I'll slice it, whatever. You know, put it in a salad, but legit as a snack whole cucumber and i'll just take it it's cold it's got the crunch i love crunch it's got the freshness it's got the the water factor um and one last thing which isn't specifically uh food itself but i cannot stand grease touching your face in any capacity okay. um I'm a, I'm a you know like people might eat the pizza and they kind of oh i've got something on my face doesn't matter they get rid of sauce i'm like actively working the <laughs> angles to try and get that to the point that like I know and I kind of wanted to um to to uh, ask you on this knowing your love for the burgers and for the very much the stacked burgers and that that to me I I, I find visually I find it overwhelming because I don't know how I'm going to attack this without getting the face thing happen yeah, I um, it it's it's a lot, and and I'm very much of the mindset where, however big this burger may be, I want to be able to fit from the top bun to the bottom bun in my mouth in the one bite. So I want that whole flavor explosion in the one hit. I don't want to have to sort of get the top in one and then the second, yeah. and it's not the complete package. But I when I eat these burgers, it's it's a crime scene. Like my beard is covered in mayo and melted cheese. Like it'll be your nightmare. Like I look like a hot mess. It is not a pretty sight, but <laughs> it comes with the territory, I guess. And there's no way to avoid it. Like I love the food that much. I'm like, I'd love to be strategic and, and trying to avoid and duck and weave the mess, but I'm like, no, nah, just get it in me as quick as it can. So uh, in we go. I mean, I think that's probably why they invented sliders for people like myself. Um, you know, you, you, you get the great combinations, but they've just downsized it just to, just to reduce uh, margin of error, I guess. Yeah. And, and, and I love like a good, like just a good, simple cheeseburger, you know, it's nothing fancy, nice little sort of, you know, inch, inch of height, maybe max. And it's yep. just meat, cheese, some onions, some sauce and a bun and minimal mess, massive flavor profile. And yes. it's just simplicity at its finest and you can't beat a good cheesy. So, uh, yeah, any, any other weird food habits you wanted to table or should we move into the final topic of the podcast? Uh, there is, as I said at the start with the whole uh, comparing myself to a banana split, you know, they're, they're, uh, yes, some, of my, some of the things that I do are, are probably a little, bit, a little bit wacky, a little bit curved, a little bit bendy, but um, I don't want to weird out the audience too much. So I, I can't- Be as I can't, weird as you like. <laughs> no, I can't, um, I can't really- th- Oh, what am I- th- Mm. There is something, this isn't food related, specifically food related, but there is something funny 
about trying to recreate the scene from not another teen movie where you have the cream, shaving cream covering. <laughs> there's something like funny about just trying to replicate that without, there's like an art to it without it falling off. You know, I've got to ask, how many times have you attempted to recreate that scene over it, the it's, years? It's probably only a handful of times. Um, to but because especially you know you don't want to be walking over carpeted area and that sort of thing. Um, I I myself am uh, am partial to the to the to the ways of the manscape, so there's not much holding it on. Um, yeah, fair, fair. So so yeah, uh, I just I often come back and think to that scene in that movie, and I know Chris Evans is like you know chiseled bod dude and that but was there something else propping that up it was it like a food commercial where it's like ice cream actually isn't ice cream it's potato i think like, so they, yeah. they, they use some kind of prop prop cream to make it happen like yes. those, those behind the scenes marketing hacks where they show how to how to display those food that that some of those things just blow my mind what they use and do but it's so clever and it's so good oh like pin, pinning the pizza down so when they lift the slice out the other slices don't come with it that's mm-hmm. insane <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smart, smart marketers. But uh, yeah, the last topic, Simon, what's your favorite food? So if you were to look down at a plate right now in front of yourself, what is that dream dish looking at you? It is crepes with lemon butter and sugar. Oh, Simple, yes, yes, classic, yes. got the sweet, got the tang. Crepes, are, like it, it, it appeals to my... Um, th- love of having things that are like very kind of like, like delicate and, and thin and like so when it comes back to the meat thing i don't like thickly sliced stuff i like your thin hams and stuff like mm-hmm. that so i like the crepes it's like uh, there's 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 that french aspect to it there's a little bit of that art to it and it's just pure flavor and yumminess and stretchiness and it was the one dish i'd request every time i had a birthday when i was living at home as a kid mom's was like what do you want for dinner and, then it, and it was crepes because she made killer crepes and I, lo- I love that flavor profile you mentioned with the two, like just the just the sugar and the lemon, just those simplistic, mm. you know, the sweet and that sour sort of just mixing yes. together and just popping off. Like I, I love that. Like growing up as a kid, yeah, did similar with with the crepes or the pancakes with with the sugar and the lemon. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes when we didn't have actual lemons in the house, we'd get the the lemon squeeze in the tub oh, and yeah. squirt a bit out over top. But it does the same job. It, to- it totally totally does the same job. We do that now. Like if I try and make, even if we do uh, not crepes, but even just your little shake it freaking pancake mix, yep. yeah, um, we, yeah, we, yeah. we try and I try and cook it thin, and we sort of semi replicate that, and they seem to like that. Um, but I think on top of that very specific dish, if you talk about just more like a general type of restaurant sort of thing for me in in my top three it's goes italian mexican indian um i can't go past uh either of those three three uh kind of like realms i i think i'd be pretty similar like in i adore indian but maybe i might sub that for chinese but italian mexican are definitely probably my one and two as well yeah. i reckon I, I don't think you can you can go wrong um when i was in uh the last time I came to Melbourne being for, for PAX a couple of years ago, um, I straight away, I was just by myself, strolling through the city. I was like, everyone had kind of like doing their own thing. I was like, gun it straight for an Italian. Um, and you, you, it's rare that you can go wrong with that. Yeah. 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 And, and there's so much variety. Like people think of Italian food and they go, oh, it's, it's, it's pasta and pizza. It's like there's so much more to yes. the Italian palate yes. than just those two types of dishes. And... God, now I'm getting it's it's like nearly midnight here, and I'm getting hungry again. Midnight snack. Um, God damn it! And I am a very weak-willed man when it comes to snacks, so I'm going to dig up something, no doubt. But uh, I think just to cap it off, the the one thing that I love 
the absolute most that is the healthiest thing I could love um, is red capsicum. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with just straight up eat, not not cooked, just straight up slice up the rings or eat, take the seeds out and eat. The flavor in red capsicum to me is just absolutely amazing. Um, and it's the one thing that I'd be picking out of the salads because I don't want anyone else to have it uh, yeah. <laughs> type type deal. So, um, yeah, uh, just to just to kind of, guys, I guess, maybe cleanse the palate a bit after my overload of carbs and sugar and various treats. <laughs> Ain't no one judging around here, mate, but I'm with you. Like, I love crunchy salads. Like, when you mentioned cucumbers, I've started buying the packets of the cukes just because mm. they are little throwdowns. You can just chew on them as a snack. So a lot of the, the fruit or veg in, in my in my crisper, it's, it's carrots, capsicum, tomatoes, cucumber, anything that's just bite-sized mm. that I can just snack on instead of grabbing a packet of chips. And it just works with anything. Have you seen the uh, the cucumelons? I have not seen the cucumelons. They, they are grape so- They look like grape-sized watermelons. They got the watermelon pattern on it, but they are like a you take your cuke and you compress it down to that size, which means it amplifies the sweetness and the flavor. And it's like I've a little poppable. I've never seen these in a Woolies or a Coles. Maybe we're still waiting on them here in in Melbourne. Yeah, but- they're they're, oh they're kind God. of like a bit of bit of a newer thing. Like, I I think I posted a picture of them on on Twitter like probably a week ago or something. But I do from work just bought on a whole load of them he's like i'll grow these at home and we're just like snacking on them so good damn they sound great cucumelons you say yes yes like a little miniature miniature grape sized look like grape sized watermelons but they taste like a cuke but amplified with the sweetness yeah i'm i'm you're selling i'm buying like if, <laughs> if you had trays of them right now i'd be taking many with me but uh yeah, that brings us to the end of another episode of Bytecast, mate. Thanks for stopping on by. Is there anything you wanted to, to shout out, anything you wanted to highlight that uh, listeners need to be aware of or, or can check out uh, in the coming days or weeks? Uh, yeah, so basically it's just more just following on from uh, at the intro of the show with, uh, yeah, uh, Take My Tone uh, has has relaunched. They did a top 10 uh, albums of 2021 special to kind of kick it off. Uh, you know, it's that little collab with um, Buddy from Radio Watson and yeah basically expect start of february i've got them lock, locked in get get the guests rolling in get the new songs locked in uh and we might you know you may or may not recognize the familiar voice of uh, brendan on there in the near future Ooh, i cannot wait to talk some tunes uh, i'm excited <laughs> to see what you throw me. i need to i've been thinking about it but i haven't locked into to my track yet but uh I'm getting close. I got a short list. I think the the hardest thing is for me is more when there are your like-minded peers. Like there's plenty of bands or subgenres and stuff that would cross over for you and me, and that sort of thing. And I feel like it's those people that is the hardest for me to pick for. Yeah, because you want to try and get something far left of center and, and, yes. and not the norm that we probably might already have in a playlist or something. Exactly. So exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to throw my way and, and hopefully I can throw some equally as good and unique back. But uh, awesome. yeah, be sure to follow Simon at Precise Path on Twitter and uh, other social platforms. Follow myself at Brendan8Bit. Follow us as a whole at We Are 8Bit. Be sure to rate, view, subscribe us as well as all the other podcasts you listen to on the regular because it takes no time, costs you no money and it means an awful lot to all of us. Those ratings and reviews help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts. This episode did go over 30 minutes, so guess what, listeners? You get it for free. All right, playing us out today, we're going to grab an absolute classic commercial from the early 2000s here in Australia, starring everyone's favourite chocolate company. The kitchen is now closed, so please settle your tab, tip your waiter, be safe, much love, and stay hungry and enjoy this. Wouldn't it be nice if the world was Cadbury? You could 